listening to Trade Entrepreneur, the show for business owners by business owners. I'm your host, David Sudworth, and welcome to this week's show. It's great to have you back here on the Trade Entrepreneur podcast. We're getting lots of great feedback from the last few shows that we've been doing uh, since the beginning of, of the new year. It seems that certainly the the uh, the dawn of uh, a fresh 12 months has certainly sparked quite a few people into action and they're looking at uh, growing their business. That's, that's great. And thank you for all the emails and texts that I've had from uh, people who have really said that they get a lot of enjoyment out of listening to the podcast and that it also makes them chew on uh, what they need to do and maybe things that they never even thought of. So that's great. And, you know, please keep those comments coming. Today, I'm going to talk about something which a lot of people who listen to this podcast do think about quite a bit, and that is the bit about growing their business and the reasons why they may not want to grow their business, or one of the reasons why they may want to grow their business, but they are a bit frightened that it will fail. And to me, there's a good few reasons why tradespeople fail to grow their business. And it can be through any number of things. But I think there's, from what I can deduce from experience, there's kind of five core reasons why um, tradespeople would fail to grow their business. And the truth of the matter is, all these five things go back to one person, and that's you. The, per- the person who actually is the business owner because pretty much any business which which is sustainable as a one-person band could be made bigger. It might, that, that might only be just um, making um, one other appointment, one other person. So that's growth in itself, or it could be a thousand. So every business has scope to grow. But there are some limiting factors in there, and some of those limiting factors really do, as the business owner, they land solely at your feet. So today I'm going to go through the the five reasons that tradespeople fail to grow their business. And the first reason that tradespeople fail to grow their business is the simple fact that they are scared of letting go. Because you work by yourself, you're in charge of everything, you do everything, you do everything from the the bookings to the actual job itself and the invoicing and the banking and the you might have an accountant who does that part of it. But generally speaking, you are, to use old-fashioned terminology, your chief cook and bottle washer. So, which in one sense can be a comfort, in some senses it can be a distraction and an annoyance. But even if it is a distraction and an annoyance, there's so many people who are scared of relinquishing the reins. And I hear so many reasons why people say that they don't want to let go. No one can do it as well as me. You know, if you want a job doing right, do it yourself. That It won't have the same quality in all this business. And to be truthful, that is rubbish. It really is rubbish. Um, because if, if you employ people and you train them properly, then they might not be as good as you. They could even be better than you. I know in our company, I want our sweep technicians to be better than me. 
I absolutely do, 100%. So I I don't have any kind of hang-ups about someone being better than me. I think when you grow a business, you have to accept that there will be people in your business who are better than you. And And if they're not, then you really should get people who are or have the capability or are on the right path to becoming better than you. Because if you don't, then what will happen is that you'll just create a business which is still reliant on you, which is wholly reliant on you to a degree. Um, and if you want to grow a business, there's, you know, you, you, you might want to go on a holiday or you might want to, I don't know, if you, you might want to retire and just, you know, have a, a, a kind of hands off approach to the business, but still keep a hand in the business. You can't do that if you don't let go. And there are so many instances where tradespeople, they are just control freaks. They, they want to control every aspect. And I'm afraid that's that's not compatible with growing a business. If you try it, you'll end up with some very, very unhappy staff and your, your staff turnover will be horrendously high because no one wants to work for a micromanager. I've worked for micromanagers in the past and it is tedious. It is demotivating and it is quite destructive because everyone likes to feel that they can do a job without having someone look over their shoulder. Now, luckily in our business, I can't be at the appointment at the same time as the other sweep technicians. So to be fair, that that makes it easy for me. I think if you're in a trade where you're in a factory or you're working cheap by jar with someone, I think it's certainly harder. Um, but you that mean that just means you have to try harder to 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 let go because it like I say, if you don't, all you're doing is just potentially not growing the business. The only part of the business you'll be growing is the cost, but you won't actually be growing the the revenue gen, revenue generating capacity for the business. So, if you want to grow your business, you need to start to let go. Number two, the tradespeople fail to grow their business when they don't understand their numbers. Hands up. I completely didn't really understand my numbers properly. I think I said uh, maybe last week or the week before, um, I had a broad idea of the numbers in my business. But uh, when Sam, our accounts person, did a a thorough kind of profit and loss, I was... and. She also looked at potential for future revenue and what our projected income was going forward in the, for the next few years. And in order to get to those figures, she had to take all our expenditure, all our income, and present a set of figures. And I was thinking, God, I, I really didn't understand my business. Now, happily, <laughs> it was probably in a much better position than I thought, and therefore what it does is allow me to have more confidence in the business because if I'd have been just left with basically a set of uh, set of um, accounts um, and my latest bank statement, I wouldn't have the confidence to grow the business because I'd be I'd have that that 
that lone tradesperson mindset. And to a degree, I do have that, which is why having someone who's much better than me at accounts, I'm maths is not my strong point and i'm quite happy to admit that but having someone who you who you trust to be able to give you a robust set of figures and say yes you can do this no you can't do this it gives you it gives you confidence um and of course you know we'll have long conversations and we'll dig deep into numbers and i'll ask questions but generally speaking um i now know the numbers of the business now, if you don't know your numbers, you can either fail to grow because the numbers don't stack up, or you don't realize the potential in your business from a financial point of view to allow you to invest for future growth. So my strong, strong, strong advice, and, I, and I've only really recognized this in the last couple of years, if you haven't got someone who can really do a, a nuts and bolts overview of your finances in the business get someone to do it some accountants do it the vast majority of them that i find they just produce a set of accounts which doesn't really kind of give you the it it kind of shows you like the face of the business but it doesn't show it doesn't go underneath the bonnet it doesn't give you the 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 engine and how it's performing really so um invest in that person because they will enable you to grow. The third thing, I think um, tradespeople spend too much time on improving the wrong skills. You see a lot of tradespeople who are at the top of their game and they continue to do technical aspects, technical training to become better at that. And they are usually the ones who are the creme de la creme. So they're, they're, they're kind of, they're being the real, best way to describe it. They're, they're basically the gold standard. And there's, you know, there's nothing wrong with wanting to get to that standard, but, but you have to also recognize that as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, you'll have to, spend time on improving skills that you actually have no clue how to even begin to. So things like leadership, things like basic accounts, things like um, HR, thing, things like even developing ideas and, you know, e- executing ideas. You've got to get the right training and the right mindset and you know, even maybe invest in a in a business coach or whatever, but get yourself into that bit because that's the bit will actually, that will actually drive your business forward. Yeah, you can spend time doing more courses to be to polish up on um, the the technical aspect of your business. Fine, but don't neglect the bits where you 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 know that you need to grow the business, but you haven't got the skills to do it. Invest in those skills. If if the business element was the trade part of, of, if it was as good as the trade part of your business, you'd be flying. But what happens is a lot of people just focus on the technical aspect. And it, it, it goes into great detail in the um, the book called The E-Myth by Michael E. Gerber. 
um, where basically there is someone who is fantastic at their job, but they are dreadful at the business side and therefore it all falls apart because quite frankly, they haven't got the business wherewithal to be able to drive the business forward. Now you might think, well, a good product will sell itself. No, that's not true. I'm afraid it's not true. Look at the story of Apple and how they came to um, be arguably the leading brand in its field. It, it wasn't because it was such a good product. It's because it was sold in the right way because it had a, it had a, um, a boss who, who really understood marketing. He understood customer, um, uh, trends and what they wanted. And he was able to get under the bonnet of the business. So if the, if the iPhone, for instance, had just been put onto the market with a little, little fanfare, it might have completely and utterly died a death very quickly, but as we all know now, I've got, <laughs> I've got, I've got an iPhone. All our sweep technicians have iPhones. It's a company, it's our company phone because it's such a great piece of kit. So the point is that you really need to look at improving the skills that you need to grow the business, and that, and nine times out of ten. They're not necessarily the technical skills. It's usually the business and the uh, the more cerebral skills in terms of, or the clean skills. That's probably a better word. Where you're 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 doing a lot of thinking rather than actually doing a lot of um, hands-on. Uh, that will st- that will stand you and get good stead. So you know we're still in we're still in January, so it's it's not too late for a bit of another news resolution. Get some actual business training. The fourth thing why a particular trades person might fail to go to the business is because they think it's just about duplication. They think if I get someone in who does the same job as me, then it'll be it'll be good. All all be fine. Well, it's not. It's not just about duplication, because that skips a whole part of the recruitment process, and that is actually understanding what your employees want. Do they want just a job? Do they want a career? Do they want progression? You can't duplicate you because you are the business owner, and if you're a one-person band no one will be invested in, in the business as much as you. So the idea of duplication right from the outset, you know, it, you hear it a lot, you know, the business owner will give 110% customer service because they're really invested in the business. And they think that the employee will, will, will care as much as they do to the, to the same degree. Yeah, you'll get great employees who do care, but they won't necessarily think about the business 24 seven, which is what you will do. So it's not just about duplication. And if, if you think that you're going to get someone exactly like you, then you're destined to fail because that's not how it works. Yes, there are some skills which can be duplicated. Yes, there are some services which can be duplicated, but you need to understand and recognize what your employees want. They don't want just to be a carbon copy of someone else. They've got their own dreams, their own aspirations, their own motivations, and you need and you need to understand that. And also, the idea about duplication is that you're going to be working alongside them. Well, no, you, 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 
wouldn't necessarily want that. You'd want people who have got different skills in the in the business. Who, like I say, get someone who understands numbers and the, and the counting. Um, I mean, uh, there is always an element of duplication, but 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 people think it's just about duplication. It really isn't. It's so much more, and don't get don't get into that mindset that all you have to do is just create another person exactly like me and we'll be fine it won't happen you've you've got to go a lot deeper than that and the final thing trace people fail to grow their business because it's well beyond their comfort zone so if you look at back at all those four things all those four things pretty much involve you stepping outside of your comfort zone and don't get me wrong, I have I've stepped outside my comfort zone and it's I can't say I enjoy it. I find it exciting, um, but there's always an element of trepidation. And I think that's a good thing actually, because if you're too gung ho about it, uh and you just dived right in, I I think you'd probably end up in, in trouble quite quickly. So Calculated. Oh, I'm, I don't even like using the word risk. I was, going to say, I was going to say calculated risks then, but calculated decisions is probably a, a, a better phrase because I think people think of the word risk when there's money involved. Well, yeah, of course, it, there is a there is a risk, but there's a, there's a risk to everything. Like there's a risk getting out of bed in the morning. There's a risk crossing the road. There's a risk, you know doing everything <laughs> so the, the word risk is kind of a bit misplaced in this sense you need to look at things properly make sound informed judgments and some of those things will be just outside of your comfort zone but let me tell you now outside of your comfort zone is where things start to happen because the old phrase if you always do what you've always done you'll always get what you've always got is so true so nothing will happen unless it's outside your comfort zone. And you can always take that to other parts of your life. Like, for instance, yeah, your comfort zone might be eating pizza every night. Well, that's great, but it's not going to do much good for your, for your, um, for your health. So um, your comfort zone might be to go and, going outside your comfort zone might be to go and join a gym or go and join a slimming class or, or something like that. That will be outside your comfort zone, but it'll be better for your health than sitting there eating comfort food um, seven nights a week. So, and the only way to understand where your comfort zone is, is that if you start to feel a little bit of worry or kind of go, oh, I'm not sure about this or uh, the, the, the worst kind of thing is where people go, no, that definitely won't work. There's no point. I've tried it before. It's not a good idea. Those kind of people probably never will step outside of their comfort zone and will probably never really improve their lot. Now you see a lot of people go, Well, I'm happy as I am, I'm not really fussed about this. And it's I I would always kind of think usually people who say that usually are just making excuses for the fact that they don't really want to step outside of their comfort zone and you know, maybe end up with what they perceive to be egg on their faces. That you know, the, 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 I think it's just one of the things where 
people are in in business if 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 a business fails or a project doesn't work you kind of go oh that was a complete failure oh that was that's dreadful but everything happens for a reason so i would suggest that even if things don't go to your particular plan you will still you'll still garner something from that experience and once you step outside your comfort zone and you find that it's not too bad. You can actually do it again quite easily. So just have a think about those five five things and whether you recognize any of those traits in yourself. I'd say I'm kind of regularly stepping outside my comfort zone and it keeps me on my toes. I do enjoy it. Um, I find it quite exhilarating. I think there's a, I think you probably have to be a certain type of person uh, to, to want to do it. Um, and some of those people can be just downright reckless. I think there's a, a, a delicate balance to be struck. And that balance is probably getting all the facts, knowing what the perceived risks are, looking what the opportunities are, and then thinking, well, nothing ventured, nothing gained. I might as well go for it. Or you might, or you might decide, no, that's not for me now, or that's not, not for me forever or that's not for me at this time so you will always kind of you can always put an idea off for you know a few months a few years whatever whatever you decide to do but have that internal conversation with yourself because i think you'll find that stepping outside your comfort zone is something which none of us kind of are really good at a lot but I think if you if you do it and you try it and you enjoy it, then it'll certainly make you that bit more entrepreneurial in the future. So thank you very much for joining me on this week's Trade Entrepreneur podcast. If you're on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, hit the subscribe button and it will tell you when the next show is available. If you want to drop me an email, it's david at trade-entrepreneur.co.uk. Thanks very much for joining me. Have a great week and we'll see you all again very soon.